and Summer Sanders won a bronze in the women's 400-meter individual medley. Right now, we're going to go out to swimming. George McNeely, who spoke with Summer Sanders. you got to be excited. You medaled in the toughest event you're going to be dealing with. Yep, and I uh, did the best time, American record, and I came back faster than I ever have. Is this about as much as you expected out of the 400 IM? Um, Realistically? Yeah. I, I went in third, and um, I wasn't, you know, uh, I was happy with that position, and, and I just really wanted to race. You know, I have a tendency in the 400 IM to give up at the end. And so I, I, want, I knew I had a better 400 IM in me than I had at the at the trials. You got the 200 IM, you got the flies coming up. What are you thinking? I'm thinking, I'm glad that one's over with, and now I have a couple days to rest, and then I can get on to my sprint events. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. A gold medal and a hug from Summer Sanders. Is there much more you can ask for? Uh, the gold medal, I mean, this is my life. I mean, I said it before, I'll say it again. This is my life. This is the most, the best moment in my entire life. I don't think I'll ever get higher than this, and you can't, you can't, I'll never be able to compare this to anything else. When you touched the wall and you turned around, you saw your name on the board, what went through your mind? Well, I was sort of scared to turn around in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> and once I did, I, I just, I was trying to figure out who got first. I was trying to, I mean, the whole thing is sort of jumping around. I couldn't see it and the scoreboard. And uh, I, I, all of a sudden I figured out I won. And, and uh, I don't know. I don't remember anything since then. <laughs> You're standing on the podium as the best 100-meter breaststroker in the world. What did it mean to you? Um, it meant that it meant that everything that I've worked for and everything I've wanted um, has happened. I've achieved it, and uh, and it, it, it's it's kind of proved to myself that I had the I was right to believe in myself. Uh, he was right to believe in himself. Now we have had one other final, our last final of the night that came in the men's 200 meter freestyle. A bit of a surprise, a member of the unified team, a Russian, Yevgeny Sadovyi. He won the gold in 146.7 seconds and he will become, uh, we're going to hear the Russian anthem for the first time in a long mm -hmm. time because they're playing the individual anthems. The American best was a bit of a surprise, Joe Hudipol. He did very well, I would say, considering uh, everything. He finished in six, 146. 48-36. I think that bodes well for Atlanta. Oh, very much so, and he is gunning for 1996. In fact, Joe, when he qualified for Team USA at the trials in Indianapolis, he was a high school senior, so this kid's got a lot of years left. So the Americans win a complete set tonight, a gold, a silver, bronze. That's a good way to start off swimming, George. Especially, and in Summer Sanders' case, everyone was expecting her at most to get a bronze medal because the 400 IM is a tough, a grueling race. It's the one Janet Evans won, of course, four years ago in Seoul. Summer should have an excellent chance at gold in the 200 IM, and when she gets to the butterfly races, watch out, Steve. And guess what team we haven't heard win tonight? The Germans. The East Germans, uh, whatever the uh, confederation they're in now, the Germans have not won a gold medal tonight. Of course, they have been the dominant team in women's swimming, and uh, we're seeing their fortunes fade a bit as we expect the American team's fortune to rise. And one of the very exciting things when you speak to the women swimmers is they say they're doing it clean, they're doing it drug-free, they're doing it naturally, and this means so much. Even Jenny Thompson, when she won that uh, second place tonight, that silver medal, she said, I'd rather win a silver clean than a gold dirty. George McNeely, thank you very much. A very exciting night here at the Swim Stadium. Bob, Ed. And Steve Futterman, before we depart from you, uh, Bob and I both would like to know, Arthur Voidat. Pablo, can you put it into words? No, I can't. It's just the realization of a dream. And finally, we did it. 
That's the words of Pablo Morales just moments ago as he spoke to our George McNeely poolside. Back to Atlanta and Westwood One's continuing coverage of the 1996 Summer Olympics on this final day of competition. John Todgis and Ann Lagori in the studios. Uh, joining us now, our swimming expert, George McNeely. And uh, George, wrap up swimming for us here. This was not supposed to be a great year for right. the U.S. swimming team. Right, but the USA still had great success. Yeah. And they always do. All the hype about how bad this team was going to be. We did not live down to expectations. No, no, I had great performances. And you know, George, they started off the Olympic competition, and every day, the first week, we'd hear another gold, another silver, another bronze. It was a great way to get the U.S. team off and going with this medal count. I really think the next best thing to winning a medal in swimming is to be a fan in the stands or to be a reporter. I've done three Olympics now, and I love starting off the Olympics. The very first day of competition, the USA is getting hardware. 13 gold, 11 silver. Two bronze, 26 medals in all. Excellent. Multiple medals, mm-hmm. Gary Hall Jr. All right. Two gold on relays, two silver in losing his 50 and 100 freestyle showdowns to the Russian Alex Popov. But you got to love this guy's tenacity, John. He says four years from now in Australia, Popov will be older. <laughs> that's and true. I will be the man to beat, says Gary. <laughs> the guy's going to be older. Now, that's a great prediction. Well, I predict Popov, he's going to be older. Didn't Popov invite Hall to come train with him? I mean, he wants oh, him yeah. to come and train. Are, yeah. are they a friendly rivals, George, or not? Because I know they were talking a little trash. Yeah, it's it's been a friendly rivalry, but what Popov did is he invited him to train because he was implying that you don't train enough. Oh, <laughs> I see. Which I thought was really great. Then Amy Van Dyken, four gold medals, two on relays, two from individual victories in the 100 fly and the 50 free. Mm-hmm. Amy is the only American woman to win four gold medals in one Olympics, winter or summer, ever. Great. Then there's Ireland's Michelle Smith, three gold and a bronze. And, you know, how, how many drug tests does she have to pass uh, I don't before know. people stop uh, the speculation? That's, that's a good question because she... It's so uh, controversial. Uh, you're right. She turned in an incredible performance here in the Olympics, and uh, it was kind of... Uh, downplayed because of all this controversy. Now, the truth is her husband is on suspension for using performance-enhancing drugs. That doesn't mean she does. He was a Dutch track star, and yes, her performances dramatically improved once they got together and he started managing her training. But hey, maybe he's a good trainer. The woman has passed like 10 drug tests. Get off her back, folks. Right, right. you're innocent until proven guilty. She had an incredible Olympics, and we should give her credit for that. That's right. Jenny Thompson leaves with three gold medals from the relays. Beth Botsford, a pair of gold. Amanda Beard, the teddy bear toting teenager with one gold and a pair of silver. Then the men, Tom Dolan, Jeff Rouse, and Brad Schumacher, individual gold medals. You know, a couple of stories that came out of the swimming pool had very little to do with gold medal performances, as you folks certainly chronicled here in the studio. I think they had a lot more to do with dignity and sportsmanship. A couple of words that we don't find ourselves using very much in this era. Very rarely. Selfishness these days over selflessness. Angel Martino, two relay gold, two individual bronze. This two-time Olympian leaves Atlanta a very rich person, not material wealth, but she leaves with the gratitude of a 20-year-old nearby Marietta, Georgia lady, who was stricken with cancer. She met her while practicing swimming. The girl was a swimmer, still is. And after winning the first of her four medals, a bronze in the 100 free, Angel turns around and gives this young lady the medal. Says, you keep it. Hope it inspires you to carry on. That was a great story. The grand dame of swimming, Angel Martino. At 29. At 29, right. And and has been through enough herself to realize what this is all about. Let's Let's shed some light on this. Let's help somebody else who is less fortunate than I am. Mm-hmm. And I think... Everybody, even the most hardened reporter, was just so touched by that. It, it really brought a tear to everybody's eye because we saw this young lady talking about how Angel's been an inspiration. She's followed her 
Olympic career, and it, it really it, it touched me. And then from a personal and professional standpoint, I'm really going to miss Janet Evans. Well, you've uh, worked around Janet Evans for uh, many, many years now. Yep. And, uh, Before her first Olympic appearance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she she so but I have to tell you, she's been getting all around. She's been all over the place, <laughs> right? Yeah. After, the, uh, after her swimming competition, we see her on talk shows. We see her at parties. Unfortunately, that f- amazing footage of her during the bombing in Centennial Park, oh, yeah. the German television interviewer at the time. Basically, Janet Evans is really getting the recognition that's deserved of her through all these years by being so visible here all I, week long. I agree. And she ends her career not with disappointment, but with four career gold medals and a silver. Three from Seoul and the rest from Barcelona. None from Atlanta. She failed to make the 400 final here. That's right. And finished out of the medal hunt in the 800 free. Janet, I first met you as a highly touted teen, destined for greatness and win or lose. You've always handled yourself first as a lady and then as a sportswoman. And despite some apparent immaturity on the part of the 800 winner, Brooke Bennett, Brooke's 15 years old and was doing the pre-Olympic trash talk about Janet, well, Janet still swam under the ropes, crossed lanes, and congratulated her American teammate. Well, that's that's how it should be. Uh, she is Huge. a uh, much like Bonnie Blair in some ways. I mean, she is a true champion. I agree. And uh, she she's going out not as a uh, double medal medal winner in Atlanta, but she's going out as a, as a champion in other ways. Too. She leaves a lasting legacy that I don't think anyone will ever forget. And she's just a wonderful person. I mean, you see her on these talk shows, and she she has a, a grin from ear to ear. That's probably one of the best smiles here at the Olympics. Don't you agree, George? Oh yeah, absolutely. Her and Amy Van Dyken. When Amy Van Dyken touched the wall and won the uh, butterfly event and turned around, I mean, that smile lit up a dark aquatic center because it was about 9 o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and it was just phenomenal. How do you think Amy Van Dyken's career will go now? Because she's, she was a little more quiet, a little more subdued than the other swimmers. Do you think we're going to hear a lot from her as far as endorsements and, and appearances and that kind of thing? Well, she's 23 years old. This was her last Olympics. Janet Evans is certainly going to still maintain the endorsements. I wouldn't be surprised if she was, you know, the next commentator for uh, NBC or whoever is doing swimming events. We'll see what's out there for Amy Van Dyke, and it should be interesting. Now, let's just uh, reflect on the uh, the predictions once again going into the Olympics. The Chinese were supposed to do very well. Um, they didn't. Right. And, and once again, uh, as we talked about the performance-enhancing drugs hung over Michelle Smith, right. there was a lot of speculation about the Chinese hey, and John. their performance. Hey, John, there was no speculation. Yeah. They failed the drug <laughs> test. Michelle Smith didn't. You know this for sure. Yeah, well, yeah, right. I mean, that's a good point because Michelle, Michelle Smith passed all the drug tests. Now, not that all the Chinese swimmers no. failed, but uh, they ran into a big problem with the World Championships. After the World Championships, okay. they had a lot of people fail in drug tests, uh-huh. and there was a lot of, not even speculation, but proof that Chinese swimmers were on drugs, and would they be on drugs here in Atlanta? Right. Apparently, they weren't on performance-enhancing drugs because their performances <laughs> weren't enhanced. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely right. And they need a stronger <laughs> dose if they were on them. Not that they were. <laughs> not that they were. Sure. But... Uh, Again, that really has to play with their minds, too, because right. all this uh, attention they were getting over this. And, you know, they, they have not had a very good Olympics. They were very unhappy with the whole situation here, the accommodations and everything else. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, looking ahead towards Sydney now in 2000, how this all unfolds again. I'm looking for Gary Hall Jr. to do big things, Amanda Beard. I hope she'll be back. We looked for big things from Anita Knoll in Atlanta. She never made it here. All right, George McNeely, the swimming commentator through the 1996 Summer Olympics. Thanks for Thanks, uh, checking in with us. Good we job. appreciate it. And we'll be back to Atlanta after these messages. 
Good morning. I'm Carol Preston, Mutual News, and this is America in the Morning for Monday, July 22nd, 1996. Coming up this hour, Jim Bohannon joins us from Atlanta, as will Tony Roberts live with a complete Olympic and sports wrap-up. I'm George McNeely, trackside with Carl Lewis and courtside with Akeem Olajuwon. We'll talk to both coming up. Olympic runner. 44 passed on America in the Morning, and let's return to Atlanta and Jim Bohannon. America has often derived strength from immigrants, and that certainly applies to the Olympics. Mutual's George McNeely spoke with NBA star turned Olympian for his new homeland, Akeem Olajuwon. Is this about the best time ever to be Akeem Olajuwon? So many dreams fulfilled over the last couple of years. Back-to-back NBA championships, receiving your U.S. citizenship, and now you've got an excellent opportunity to help your country win a gold medal in basketball. <laughs> well, uh, I think uh, the key is to, to enjoy the journey and uh, to uh, take advantage of every opportunity. And uh, this is a great advantage and also opportunity for me. And uh, when I look back to see how much I've accomplished, uh, it has been remarkable. And uh, every time you think this is it, there's something much more. So I'm very happy uh, to be given this opportunity to, to represent the uh, United States in the Olympics. You talk about opportunity. Born in Nigeria, and if you think back as a kid playing soccer, how exciting is it to be wearing your USA basketball jersey and getting set to compete for your adopted country? Well, uh, first of all, it's, uh, it's an honor. Uh, and second, uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to playing with these guys instead of playing against them. So that's a, that's a, that's a, a great advantage to sit in a position where you legitimate uh, have a, a, I would say, uh, almost uh, positive that we win gold medal. So just to, just to think about it, something uh, that is exciting. Certainly this dream team won't be lacking big men, David Robinson, Shaquille O'Neal, and you. Would you mind the possibility of playing power forward with those guys? I think it should be, you know, that would be fun. Uh, I will see what it feels like to play with a center. You know, I like to play small forward or a power forward. George McNeely, who also spoke with a veteran American Olympian here in Atlanta for his fourth games, Carl Lewis. The most decorated track and field star this country's ever seen in Atlanta. How does that feel? It's, it's a tremendous experience, and I think that the best part for me is the fact that I can be back here in the games again. You know, starting in L.A. was kind of good and bad because you know you're in your home country. You don't get a chance to deal with the Olympic experience the same because you don't travel anywhere. And then going off and going to Seoul and then Barcelona, which was incredible. Barcelona was just an incredible Olympic Games. I mean, he did a, a wonderful job of doing it um, and putting it on and, and showing the sights and everything, and, and it was made it a great experience. But coming back here, being able to say, this is my last Olympics competing in the United States again, and in an area that's not far from where I live. I live in Houston. It's just right down the, right down the, the uh, freeway. It's, it's um, very special, and I just feel honored to be able to come back. What is your greatest memory, if you can pinpoint one? I would say the first Olympic gold medal, that 100 meters. Um, both of my parents were there. My family and friends were there. It was here, of course, in the States. And that's one that I'll um, always remember as being the most special. George McNeely spending a couple of minutes with Carl Lewis, Michael Johnson going to go for something unprecedented. What do you think about that? Well, it's, it's, it's difficult, obviously, and um, um, I hope that he can concentrate enough on his competition to be able to do it because it was similar 
to me in 84 when I had to try to go for four and it was so much and the scheduling, everything was difficult. But um, any athlete that's, that achieves success like that is going to help our sport. And I hope that the success for him and all of the athletes that represent the United States uh, is strong. And I hope we can win everything because it helps track and field and it helps the Olympic Games as well. Carl, what does it mean to be a member of the Xerox 100 Golden Olympians? It's a special honor because... First of all, it's, it's an honor that everyone can um, have and achieve when they're still living, and that's special. Um, looking at people in books and only knowing them through written text, and all of a sudden you're standing there looking at um, being admired and honored in the same breath. Um, understanding that there are people in there that not only I knew, but my parents knew and looked up to because they were athletes, and they talked about some of these athletes when I was a child, uh, not even competing yet, about, oh, I remember so-and-so, like Alice Coachman and my mother went to the same university. I mean, it's, it's such an honor. It's, it's tremendous. And um, the Olympics is such an important part of my life. I'm just happy that we're working so well together and doing so many things, and they continue to think about me. That's Olympic superstar Carl Lewis. Our thanks for George McNeely of Mutual Sports and, of course, Jim Bohannon. <laughs> Let's return to August 3rd, 1996 in Atlanta, the next to last day of the Summer Olympics. David Reed provides one of the most dramatic moments in the history of the Games. There's the right and knocks the Cuban down. Throw the right hand straight and meet him. And that's the way we knocked down a Cuban about two years ago. I say meet him as he coming in with the straight right and you'll get him. And put everything on it. Go for the knockout. And that's what he did. Reed has knocked the Cuban down and he's slow to get up. He's on one knee. I looked back and I saw that he couldn't get back up. So uh, I was excited, man. I was very excited, you know. This is, this is the, the championship. He's close to being counted out. The fight is over. Oh my goodness, unbelievable. David Reed has won the gold medal for the United States. I finally fulfilled my dreams now. I look at myself another Roy Jones, Ali. Oh man. Now. Finally, after two surgical procedures, one to repair a droopy left eyelid, the other to get both eyelids in sync, the only American boxer to win a gold medal at the 1996 Summer Olympics is ready for his pro debut. For more on that, let's send you back ringside and Larry Michael. Some dreams live on Declare open the Games of Atlanta, celebrating the 26th Olympiad of the modern era. The flame that was lit by Muhammad Ali now lights the cauldron, and the 26th Olympiad has begun. It is names that can land for Dolan in lane three, reaching for the wall, and his top Dolan is golden. Jeff Rouse reaching for the wall, and Rouse with the gold medal for the United States. Michelle Smith of Ireland has hit the trifecta. Let's see who wins. It is Ben Zyken. I got four goals and all best times, so I'm happy. Brooke Bennett, the first to touch the wall. Actually, when I touched the wall, I pitched it. You know, a real emotional moment. Um, you know, I did this race off of my grandfather. I'm gonna be And now finally touching, it is Janet Evans as she will finish 
the same as her qualifying in sixth place. Shannon, it's been a marvelous career. I was really happy tonight to um, end it on, on home soil. And I'm sad because it's over, and I'm not really quite sure what to do right now. But um, it was really exciting with the support from the fans and everything. It was really neat. It's Gary Hall in front. Gary Hall, the final 10 meters. Oh, I on, get in on there. the clock. Get in there. Get in there. He touches. World record. Carrie Strug running down the runway. She needs a, an okay score at least. She hits it. How she land? She lands on one foot. She hurt herself. She hurt her left ankle. She's in pain. Let's wait and see her score. If it's in the nine sixes, I think she can win. She's in pain. 9.712. That should give the U.S. the gold medal. At approximately 1.25 a.m. this morning, uh, an explosive device uh, detonated in the Centennial Park. People just got hit by shrapnel. The Olympics will continue. The games will go on. The Olympic spirit will prevail. It is Adi, it is Torch, and the winner in a photo finish, defending Olympic champion Gail Devers. In my time of joy, it's also a time for sadness, and I want to tell the, the victims of the bomb that I, I'm definitely you and my players. It is Bolden out well and Mitchell out well. It is Otto Bolden. Donovan Bailey closing well, and it's Donovan Bailey gets the title. He drops down. He lifts well. Good job. Ooh. That's a very good job. Lewis has given everybody else something to remember tonight. The gold medal goes to Kyle Lewis again for the fourth time. There's no way I can top this, and, and I don't see how I can ever long jump again. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now our pleasure to declare reopened Centennial Olympic Park. Johnson has about a five-step lead on the field. Michael Johnson hits the finish line. 43 and 49, one hundredths of a second. Johnson has the lead. He's holding the lead. Frederick can't see the gain on him. Golden's got third. Michael Johnson soared to a new Olympic and world best. I knew I was running faster than 1966, but I, didn't, I had no idea how fast. And he is going to be the Olympic champion. Dan O'Brien crosses the line, four minutes, 46 seconds for his 1,500 meters. I'm running around on the second lap. All I hear is USA, USA. I jogged on the road at home dreaming about that. The USA taking home the gold, led by Gwen Hart. The four of us are coming together and working together as a team. It's a great feeling. Donovan Bailey first for Canada. Second place goes to the USA. The best team that we could have put on that track today, we did. A golden moment at Golden Park for this USA softball team. It's been a golden night for the Dream Team. They were a whole lot tougher teams this time around. These are the greatest players in the world, and it was my honor working with them. Reed has knocked the Cuban down, and he's slowed to get up. He's on one knee. He's close to being counted out. The fight is over. Oh, my goodness. Unbelievable. David Green has won the gold medal for the United States. I call upon the youth of the world to assemble four years from now at Sydney, Australia, to celebrate with us the games of 
the 27 Olympians.